House of Roll presents a life well-crafted. Five iconic luxury brands sharing the spotlight in one lavish house of brands. Roll, Riavel, Perrin and Rowe, Victoria and Albert, and Shaw's. To discover the full scope of design possibilities for your kitchen and bath, look no further than House of Roll. Reimagine your own setting at houseofroll.com. Hey guys, how you doing? JP Sarikolia here, and welcome again to another episode of Age of Heroes, my podcast. This week's episode of Age of Heroes. Thank you for the support. Thank you for taking time with me. Thank you for being here. Whether you are on YouTube watching the video or whether you are in the different platforms like iTunes, Spreaker, Stitcher, Castbox, TuneIn, Spotify, Our Radio, all of them. Thank you. Thank you very much for taking the time. And this week has been amazing for me. I, I've been busy producing content, of course, for all my channels. And it's, it's, it's always fun. I love to make videos. Sometimes I wish I had more time in the day. I think we all do. We wish we had more time, more money, more resources, even more connections. So that way we can do more stuff. But I'm blessed. I am really blessed by the opportunity to do what I do here. It's an opportunity that not everyone has. And I take that as a blessing every day. And I'm grateful for the opportunity and to really share my, my heart, share my opinion, and also to really come close to you, you know, as close as possible and uh, to build friendships. I think that's important to me that I don't consider the people that listen to my podcast as my listeners or the people that follow me on social media, on YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, or all the different platforms. I don't consider them just followers. I consider them friends. I consider you a friend. And I think that makes life easier. Uh, I think we live in a world where everything is about building cloud people want to build followship you know followers they want people to follow them all the time i feel that the more followers you have the more successful you are that's the idea of the mindset that this culture this society is kind of teaching us now but i think in the end it's not about how much how many people are looking at us it's about how much connection we have with the people not only the connection based on a character that we portray in a movie or a character that we try to present ourselves in social media because everybody tries to present themselves in a better way in social media. I do the same. I think we all do. But how real we are, how connected we are with people. And I think that's an, an, a great thing that it's an opportunity, you know, to really be ourselves. And I know sometimes we kind of fail to do that. I think I do. I think we all do in some way to a certain degree. So today I want to just talk about something that to me is always powerful. You know, I, I would say it's cinema. I love movies. I love TV shows. I think most people do. Why? Because in, in many ways, like I was telling you, I think we feel connected to the characters that are portrayed on, on cinema and, and all these different uh, franchises that we love very deeply. And every year to me, it's exciting to see at the beginning of the year to see all the upcoming movies. I like to see what's coming was exciting to me. Yeah, there's hundreds and hundreds of movies coming out, but I, I'm not, I don't have a connection with all the movies. I only have connections with movies that are based on franchises, on licenses that are so dear to me, whether it's based on comics or in literature or based on gaming or based on anything. I'm always looking forward to it. So I'm excited. I'm really excited for a lot of the movies this year. A lot of great things. I hope that all the, those movies, they work out. And in this video, this video, if you're watching on YouTube, but in this podcast today, this episode, I want to share my opinion about the stuff that is coming, what I consider the best of the best, what I think, what is my consideration, what I'm hoping for, what is it that I think that this is going to do 
or at least what I, I believe that he can do. And we'll see how it goes. Because at the end of the day, you know, we all also get disappointed every year. There are movies that we have a lot of hopes and they come out and then we're not as satisfied with the end result. And it happens all the time. It happens. I think every year I have a, a couple of movies that I feel like, man, that could have been something more. Uh, it could be a lot better than what it is, but it is not. So in this video today, in this uh, podcast today, I'm going to share my opinion about those upcoming movies. And right now, for example, right now I'm watching, I'm watching The Peacemaker. I've started to watch it this week. I haven't finished watching it. Uh, I, I'm telling you, I, last year I was so disappointed with The Suicide Squad. I was really disappointed with it. I will tell you that in so many ways, that one was comparable to the first Suicide Squad. And there were some good things about the first Suicide Squad, that, in my opinion, that actually surpassed this Suicide Squad. There were things in this new Suicide Squad that were better than the first one. But ultimately, I felt disappointed with the overall movie. So I was not really doing thinking about watching Peacemaker. I've been pretty much skipping it. But people have been saying good things about it. And... I said, let, let me watch it. Even friends on the of the channel on my channel, they have said hey, it's a good, actually a good series. So I started watching it. I watched the first episode just this morning, and I was like, okay, it's impressive. It's not bad. I would say it's not the greatest, but it's not bad. It, it's going somewhere. So we'll see how it goes. I'm gonna watch it, and perhaps I give you my opinion after after I finish it. I'll I'll share it with you. Um, I'll share with you my 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 review or whatever. I don't know. We'll see. But I'm watching it. I still need to go and watch. Um, what is that? Uncharted. I'm not so sure if I want to watch it at the movie theater. I uh, love the franchise. The gaming franchise is one of my favorites of all time. And uh, we'll see. You know, so there are things out there that are happening right now. But there are other movies that are coming this year that I'm just so excited. Starting in March. I'm really excited. And we'll see how it goes throughout the summer. How these movies are going to work out. And some of them all the way till the fall. So we'll see how that goes. So first I want to start today. Uh, in this podcast, I want to start with DC. I'm a big fan of DC. Definitely, there's a lot this year for DC. There was a trailer recently. I think it was around the, the, the Super Bowl, uh, the DC trailer, where they showcased all the stuff that is coming. They have four movies coming out this year, and there's a lot of anticipation for those movies. The first one, of course, is The Batman. It's coming out on March the 4th. I'm really hoping... I'm really hoping for this movie to do well. Of course, Matt Reeves is a phenomenal director. I love his style. He has a more darker style. I think it's fitting for what he does. And I think it's fitting somehow in the concept that he was trying to do with this Batman. It's going to be a really dark concept of Batman. And I'm really looking forward to it, to be honest with you. I feel that there is a lot of potential. Of course, you have Robert Pattinson. And, you know, I've never been so crazy. But, you know, there are things that he has done that... I'm surprised he's not a bad, you know, actor. I think he has potential. And so far, it is really interesting. The trailers that we had have been amazing. In my opinion, they've been well done. The tone and what they're trying to achieve. I know a lot of people are excited for this one. There is potential to be a good Batman, maybe on the darker side. And maybe some people might not like that tone. You know, there's been so many great actors playing Batman. So over the years, it's not like we're lacking a good Batman. There's Batmans that people can choose as their Batman, but this one has the potential to also be up there. So looking forward to it, definitely the cast is, is fantastic. Great cast and um, the tone of the trailers are, are really good. So I hope that the movie kind of follows the same tone. Now, another one that is coming out in July, is going to be Black Adam, July 29. And the, in this case, the, the director is Jaume Khaled Serra. Uh, this is, he's a Spanish director. 
Yeah, but of course, Dwayne Johnson, The Rock portraying uh, Black Adam. This is another one, to be honest with you, and even Pierce Brosnan is going to be there, like, uh, Dr. Fate. That is interesting. I saw the trailer. I see some of the things that we have gotten, and it's, such, it's very different of the approach of Black Adam. I, at the beginning, when it was announced, I was thinking, like, why do we need a Black Adam film? Shouldn't it be just a, you know, a Shazam film or the second part of Shazam that I know also is in production? But I think that going on the route with Black Adam is going to be more like the anti-hero, in some ways kind of leaning more into a hero side. So not just the villain that we know for the most part. Uh, so we'll see. You know, I love The Rock. I think he's a good actor. You know, he does a lot of good stuff, you know, but also some stuff that is more on the cheesy side. And I think he portrays the same character in every single film that he does is the same as Dwayne Johnson portraying himself in every film, which, you know. You know, some people might say that he can be good. I think he has the comedic element. So we'll see how it goes on this in this tone. I don't know what they're doing. But, of course, seeing the Justice Society there, something that is interesting on that trailer. So the, the trailer that we just recently saw. So we got the hints, of course, of, you know, Hulkman, Adam, and all those. So I, I'm excited. You know, there's a lot of things that we are going to see there that are really interesting and very intriguing. Now, now talking about the fall, you know, we got also, uh, you know, at least an excerpt of The Flash. You know, and The Flash... It's a film that has been in production for quite some time, and people have been anticipating this for quite a while. And Ezra Miller coming back and portraying the character. I will tell you, I will say that I was crazy about him uh, portraying the Flash. My wife liked him as the Flash. I think he is very youthful. You know, of course, he's young, but, you know, he portrays that youthfulness of the Flash. And we'll see how that goes. Of course, there's a lot on the table with it. Of course, we also, we're gonna, we know that we're going to have Michael Keaton portraying his character because it's going to be the kind of like the flashpoint type of thing going on there it's going to be a little bit of that the, the, the different dimensions that he crosses or different timelines and all that so we'll see we'll see how that's going to play out interested you know it's going to be in november now all the way till december 16 we have that is the aquaman and the lost kingdom now the whole cast is coming back which is good even the director is the same uh, James Momoa, of course, portraying the character Amber Heard. So I'm really looking forward. I like the first Aquaman film. I think it was a good film. It has the right tone for the Aquaman. Definitely has the, the, the vibe, the colors. Everything was good. Looking forward to how this is going to go, how they're going to play this out as a continuation of the previous story. Looking forward to it. I think DC this year has a lot of potential. I think DC has the potential to really do something really, really good this year with these four movies. How they're going to do it, how connected they are, or how separate they are, because I think Batman in many ways feels very separate than the others. The other three, you know, they feel connected in some way, but, Black, you know, Batman is the one that feels like the, the odd child. So we don't know. You don't know how connected they're going to be. We will know for sure. I don't know. The truth of the matter is that we don't know what what the plans are for, for DC or Warner Brothers in, rea in reality to building a universe. They tried. They didn't work so well. So there were a lot of talks about that they were not connected to films like this. But you never know. I think the plan, it's there. I think the potential for these movies to be entertaining is there. How connected or how they can build um, something, at least give a foundation for something better in the upcoming years. That's something that is in the air right now. So we don't know. But I'm still excited for those movies. Really looking forward to it. So definitely DC is on my list. House of Roll presents a life well-crafted. Five iconic luxury brands sharing the spotlight in one lavish house of brands. Roll, Riavel, Perrin and Rowe, Victoria and Albert, and Shaw's. 
To discover the full scope of design possibilities for your kitchen and bath, look no further than House of Roll. Reimagine your own setting at houseofroll.com. Now, moving on from DC, I'm going to the honorable competition. I'm going to Marvel because Marvel is no slouch, of course. Marvel is not... Although there's some movies that are in the works for this year, I think they, there's a couple of things that so far are coming in the summer that I'm really interested in. I'm going to talk about Moon Knight. Of course, Moon Knight is coming to March 30th on Disney+. Plus. It's going to be six episodes. This is a very interesting take. And to be honest, so far, the, the trailer has been a bit dark, on the darker tone. But knowing the way Disney plays things out and... That we have seen even with trailers with what was that the book of Boba Fett that the, the the trailers were kind of dark, but the show wasn't as dark. So at the end of the day, is Disney Plus? This is not Hulu. So they're, what they're gonna do is probably they kind of give you like a dark tone, but how dark is going to be? Who knows? But looking forward to that. Of course, I love Oscar Isaac. I think he's a phenomenal actor. Uh, Ethan Hawke is also gonna portray a part in the film. So there's a lot of good things there. That I'm really looking forward. Some of the tone, some of the, you know, the, even the costume I like. I think they did a good job with the costume. So we'll see. You know, of course, they, for a lot of people are unfamiliar with them, you know, in this case, uh, with Moon Knight. It's, it's a character that is technically seen an introduction into the cinematic universe. And this is a, you know, make it or break it point in the sense that if, he, if the character does well, then definitely that can open the door to other characters as dark as, uh, in this case, as Moon Knight. And one thing so far, the, uh, Marvel has been very good at bringing and adapting some characters, bringing some characters from obscurity into the light for the masses. Although I would say with Eternals, it didn't work as well. Um, that's just, of course, the big, big film. I wasn't as a big fan. I think to me, Eternals was the weakest point so far or the weakest film that we have seen from the MCU. But of course, this is in Disney Plus, but still connected to the MCU. So we'll see. We'll see how um, if this goes. And also, there's with the talks about now that the the rights Netflix is losing the rights to those the Dark Daredevil film and the Defenders and all those uh, series they have, and we don't know where they're gonna end up. Whether it's Disney Plus or Hulu, we don't know. If they end up in Disney Plus, that means that we can get to see more darker teams or darker tone heroes or superheroes or supervillains or antiheroes on Disney Plus. But you know, we don't know. In North America, that's not happening. So at least. For the time being, that's there's no talks about it. I know in other uh, parts of the world, like in Europe, they, there's a connection because uh, they, you know, you, they they can watch some of the more darker uh, teen stuff. But that's just they are not here. And of course, in another trailer that we got on the Super Bowl, that I think, in my opinion, was super super good and super interesting and very enticing to me, was Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness coming out on May 6. Now that's very soon, but this trailer really gave us uh, really a big picture and there was so much there's a lot of easter eggs in the trailer a lot of people were dissecting there's a lot of people online on youtube on facebook groups dissecting the information everything that was given there because there was a lot to take of course you know as a director san raimi coming now again participating on on marvel is interesting after his fabulous trilogy with spider-man and i think you know of course he knows the source material he was very good at respecting the source material and I think he can continue with the same vision of Steve Ditko here. I feel that the the possibilities are there. Benedict Cumberbatch, of course, he did a, has done a fantastic job with Doctor Strange and reprising the role. Elizabeth Olsen also as the Scarlet Witch is going to be there. So there's a lot of things that I like and I saw in the trailer. Is there a lot of homage to the, the, the in this case, the comics 
the classic comics, uh, all the stuff that was, of course, that was introduced initially by Ditka, but also was continued on by all the writers. So we're going to see some of those car characters. So it's going to be, like it says, the title, Multiverse of Madness. It's going to be crazy. And it's going more in the psychedelic route in some ways. They, they kind of did that on the first film. There was some psychedelic, you know, homage to the whole thing, you know, the colors and all that. But hopefully this can get to that place too. Because if you have read the comics, I'm telling you, Arthur Strange is there's so much, you know, weirdness and also so much stuff there that, you know, there's a lot of mysticism. It's a lot of stuff that, to me, they, it feels that they're trying to do with this. In my opinion, is is really, really good. And then, of course, you know, the the, the, the introduction also we're getting Sochil um, uh, Gomez, who portraying America Chavez. That's another new character that, you know, I would say that I'm so crazy about, but, I, you know, they tried also to kind of give room to the younger characters, the young characters that are now part of the Marvel comics. So we'll see. But definitely the one that people are speculating a lot is, the, of course, the voice of what appears. And we know that he's going to be there because it's on the credits now. Patrick Stewart. And people are trying to decipher if this is because he's part of the Illuminati. The Illuminati is going to be there. You don't know how Marvel is going to use this because, of course, he's using the power and the stone uh, to do, you know, change the timeline and affect the way the universe works, all of that. So we don't know how the connection is with this, also with Kong on the, in this case, with um, Loki. So we don't know. There's so much stuff that Marvel can go this route or that route. We don't know. So I'm in, it's in the air. I'm excited for it. But I wasn't as excited with the trailer, but I was. I think that there's so much possibilities here. And it depends how they take it, the route they take. And I'm I'm really looking forward. So that's right now. It's just on, on, everybody can speculate things. But until we see it, then we'll know for sure what is the route, what is the direction they're taking. So, yeah, it's, it's there. So we'll see what happens. Now I want to move to Star Wars. Uh, the Book of Boba Fett, I review it in my main channel. I like it. In the end, it wasn't bad. It was good. I liked it. It was good. The ending was good. But it was kind of like a, more than anything. It was just fan service. It's, it's all it was. But I'm looking forward to Obi-Wan Kenobi coming out on May 25th on Disney+. It's going to be six episodes, weekly episodes. Looking forward to the show because definitely this is one that has been in the works. It was on the works since uh, the solo film that didn't do so well, so it was pretty much can. But the idea was still there, and they then brought the same writers again to work with the stuff. And uh, they've been some back and forth with a the, the, the lot of stuff. It's, it's a project that has been kind of jumping from place to place to place to place because uh, some people have been working with it. They have left, things like that. A lot of the things, the controversy that we know that surrounds Star Wars and Lucasfilms and everybody, the people in, in the direction, Kennedy and all of them. So it's a lot of speculation and a lot of, you know, the satisfaction. Definitely they're, they're trying to nail it with this show. They've been trying to do it. And so far, I will tell you, Star Wars has nailed it so far. Even with the you know with the stuff that they've been doing uh, through Disney Plus, they've been doing it so good. And even Boba, Book, uh, Boba Fett wasn't as good as The Mandalorian. It definitely was a great continuation, a great uh, spinoff of that series. Really looking forward to the next season of The Mandalorian for sure. We know it's in the works. We don't. It's coming out this year. We don't know when. But in the meantime, I think Obi Wan Kenobi has a lot of potential. Of course, the reprising role of Ewan McGregor. I think he has done a terrific job. Aiden Christensen coming, but also portraying. Uh, in this case, Skywalker. So there, in the, now Darth Vader. So there's the potential is there, and I'm really excited because I believe that the the possibilities are endless with the stuff that they can do with Star Wars and really exploring all those things that were not explored or that were kind of left on in the air in the films. But there was the original trilogy, 
the prequels and also now with the the new films. And I know some people hate the new films and it's always going to be the thing we're all going to be hating on it. But to me, they're just part of the whole lore, you know, and I take it as it is, as a whole, with the good and the bad, the things that I like the most and the things that I'm not so crazy about, but they all are forming a singular universe. They're all part of the same universe across many ages, across time. So there's a lot of things in my mind that I'm thinking, how this is going to work out, what are they going to do, what are they going to tackle, because so far they've been tackling things, and I will tell you that they have done Favreau and all the people that work with him. Uh, Filoni, all of them have done a phenomenal job in tackling the issues in everything, trying to tackle some of the things that kind of were left always hanging and people were wondering. And I feel that this one is also going to tackle some of those. So really looking forward to it. Whatever else Star Wars is going to happen this year, The Mandalorian, the season three, really looking forward to that as well. Now let's move from that into other things that I'm really anticipating uh, during the summer. And I will tell you, Jurassic World Dominion is coming out on June 10. I saw the trailer. I was blown away by the trailer. Really looking forward to this movie. My wife loved the trailer too. Loved it more than the, the Doctor Strange trailer and all the trailers that she saw. Now, the director is Colin Trevor, and he has done a really great job with the Jurassic World uh, movies. I think he has done it as a director, as a writer. And this is the ending of this part of the series, of, in this case of the Jurassic Park franchise or license. This is going to be the end of this trailer. This is going to be the end of the last movie in this trilogy. And I'm telling you, I think the potential is there for a great film. Not only that, because it's connecting the dots, bringing the old cast from Jurassic Park. So, you know, you have all of them, which it was amazing. I think the trailer did it really nicely. And I'm looking forward to what is it that they're going to do. Of course, you, we know that this franchise is so big that it's going to bring more stuff in the future. We're going to see probably another trilogy in some years from now. But for the time being, the potential is there for a great ending to this trilogy. And to me, that's good. It's really good. I think the trailer is perfect. The creatures, the, the dinosaurs look amazing. The cast, of course, all cast, new cast, they're all working together. It looks good. It's going to have that theme. It's going to be, to me, one of the biggest films of the summer for sure. And definitely one that I'm looking forward to it. Really excited for it. Oh, we could, we could fly. This is your summer. That means Six Flags in the taste of an ice-cold Coca-Cola. We're talking thrilling coasters, delicious burgers, yes. real moments together, and this. Coke is summer refreshment when you need it most, so you can hop on another ride or race down a slide at the water park. Six Flags and Coca-Cola. Come make it yours. Visit SixFlags.com Coke to save up to $20 on passes, plus daily tickets starting at $34.99. Now, talking about other things, now going into TV series, I'm going to talk about Stranger Things. Stranger Things Season 4. We haven't seen the tra trailer most recently. We have seen just the information, of course, the poster. And we know that, that it's coming out on... It's going to start in May 27. They're going to have actually have two different volumes. They're going to have a total of 10 episodes, five episodes of the first volume. And the first release is going to be May 27. The first is going. The first five issues... Uh, I'm sorry, episodes are going to be released. Then on July 1st, you're going to get the next five episodes. Now, of course, the whole cast coming back. This is the thing. The last, what was that? The season three came out in 2019. 2019. So it's been now in 2022. So because of COVID, of course, there were so many delays, so much stuff happened in the world that we didn't get the chance to see this so soon. And there's other shows that I'm still anticipating and looking forward, like the Umbrella Academy. I don't know when they're going to come back. You know, things like that. I want to see the Umbrella Academy for sure. And I know I've seen some announcements on, in this case, on Instagram. They're saying that they already is coming, but we don't know when it's coming. So 
I'm just crossing my fingers. I really want to see that. But in any case, I'm looking forward to the Stranger Things. It's been a phenomenal show. Now the kids are all grown. Many of them are like in 18, 19, 20 years old or probably 21. So even more. So to me, it's like, okay, how are we going to work this out? How are they going to work that out? I don't know. But the potential is there. And I'm really looking forward to it. I think Stranger Things is a, it's a show that really touched a lot of us in so many different ways. And looking forward, I know the, the plans is for season five to be the last season. And definitely by that time, the kids are going to be adult, you know, already adults. But they're going to be like all grown and it's not going to work the same way. But definitely looking forward to this season. And um, this already in my calendar. I'm really prepared for it. Now, finally, I want to talk about The Lord of the Rings. Uh, we saw the trailer, The Ring of Power, season one trailer that it has gotten a lot of hate and to be honest with you i thought about just making a podcast just talking about it but at the same time it's like getting into a rabbit hole and you get so much hate back and forth with people uh this show is coming out on september 2nd and it's going to be eight episodes so they're going to be released on a weekly basis this is the most expensive so far tv show of all history i think uh if i'm not mistaken amazon has spent uh up to what 200 billion dollars that's what they have spent in the production of the show. Of course, the contract they have because they, they planning to do, if I'm not mistaken, up to uh, five different shows or something. And, you know, we don't know. So there's a lot of things that they already, they have committed themselves to do with this. It's expensive for sure. And in this case, it's, Amazon is the one, you know, really do anything. Uh, Warner Bros. not participating. This, even though it's the Lord of the Rings and there's some characters here taken from the, even from the films, from Warner Brothers is totally separate. It's a separate entity. And that was the stipulation by the state of uh, the token state and the, the people involved with the, the state of token. So that is a stipulation and they're working on that. And to be honest with you, I saw the trailer. I saw what, as soon as I saw the trailer for the first time, I saw, okay, this is going to cause controversy. And he has done a lot. I've seen so many videos online, so many videos on YouTube. You know, most of the time, this is the thing that I really hate the most. And, you know, this is one thing. I will tell you, people are always so intrigued by, by drama. They're intrigued by anything that creates drama. They brought to it. It's like, it's like you put drama, you create some type of drama, you create something, and it's like, attract, it's like honey to the, fly, to the flies. You know, it attracts the bees, it attracts the flies, it attracts everything because people come... Whatever there is a problem or anticipated problem when somebody's creating some type of problem or conflict, it's going to work that way. And I will tell you, for example, I in this podcast, a few years ago, I did an episode about if I consider, because there was this talks for a while that, that you know, there's been in conversations for a little bit where people are uh, criticizing Tolkien and calling him a racist, that his concepts were racist, that the movies were racist, that his writing was racist. And it's been a talks and talks and talks and people have created controversy. So I saw that, I read an article about it and I was like, I don't think so. So I created, a, you know, an episode where I talk about my opinion in regards to Tolkien and his legacy and what I consider about his art. I personally never consider and I never consider his art a racist. I don't think that his art was but of course, I share my opinion. I'm telling you, up to this day, it is the, one of the most viewed videos on my channel. And I actually made that video and that episode. At first, I created, I, I, I aired it or I uploaded to my main channel, JPC Reviews, before I created this channel on YouTube just for the podcast. So it's still one of my most um, requested videos. It's not requested, but the one that has more popularity. It's one of the most popular videos still up to this day. I Every week, I have to respond to someone that is arguing the point with me about they, they think he's racist or he was racist. 
and every week I have to defend my opinion. <laughs> to this day, you know, I have to get to the point of like every week. And now, of course, with this video, it seems like there's more comments, more than just one comment, because at least one comment a week has been for years now. But now it's like two or three comments that I have to respond. Like people are interested on in the whole concept. And to be honest with you, and, and part of that is because also the trailer, um, the, the idea they've been trying to do Amazon, of course, and now it's all about the idea of everything is woke. Everybody calls everything woke. And I believe that there's wokeness out there, but I don't believe everything woke. You know, it's starting to bring, you know, more of that diversity into the art. And this is not necessarily taken from the books, but it's, you know, it takes inspiration from the books and expands on some of the lore that was never really, really being touched even by the books, by the writer. You know, I'm not a purist by any stretch. I do love the that there's respect for the source material. And I got to be honest with you, I love respect to the source material. At the same time, this is not an adaptation of his books. This is just a, an expansion of the ideas that were presented there into this universe and this world by bringing also people of color. And I have no problem with that. I, at the end of the day, you know, as long as, to be honest with you, as long as the stories are told and the core elements of what the Lord of the Rings is and the elements that are presented there are respected and the message is respected, I'm good with that. Not to change the core message just to kind of, cave in into woke ideologies. That's a different story. But I had no problem because even people were pointing out, oh, even at The Witcher, because we saw some elves that they were, uh, you know, African-American or black. And in my opinion, it's like, I'm okay with that. I don't have an issue with it. Yeah, as soon as, soon as I saw it, I told my wife, it's going to cause some controversy. People are going to point that out. But to be honest with you, it didn't affect the way the story was told. I was okay with it. As I, When you flow with it and you stop not complaining or worrying about people's races, and you're not looking at them just because of the color of their skin, which are you looking at the story and the integrity of the story, you know, in this case, not the details that are external, you know, then you started realizing the, the, the beauty of it, you know, the beauty of the story and what it really tries to tell you. So I think in part of it, I think people are making a bigger gap or they're making something a storm and something that is so small you know they're making this big storm in a glass of water and to me it's just not the necess as necessary i'm not saying that the show it's going to be perfect because we haven't seen it yet i haven't watched the show once i watch the show then i know for sure if it's good or not but i'm not gonna hate on a show that hasn't come out yet because I haven't seen this whole story. All I'm seeing is just the external, the look that the people have, you know, people of color. And to me, or say, you know, because of the, in this case, the, the dwarves don't, the women don't have beards and people, are, you know, because, you know, based on some commentary that was done in the books and they assume that all women were like that. It's like a, it's like a generalizing people say, well, all the women are like that and we're going to generalize all of them. All the women of the doors are ugly looking. They all have beards. And the truth of the matter is that, Tolkien never really expressed it that way. He says that in some ways they were kind of hidden, but it doesn't mean that internally between them they were different. Of course, cultures change. People change. You know, we're talking about this. This happens way before the stories that you saw in the movies or the, stuff, the stories that you saw on Middle Earth. It happens way before a lot of those things. So, you know, cultures change. They're not the same. You know, they, the way people see certain things adapts over time and changes over time. It's just the way it is. So to me, it's like the possibility is there. I'm not going to judge this yet until I, the, the, I would say the trailer leaves a lot of things unanswered. It really presents a lot of stuff that I like. Some people are even criticizing the CGI. And to me, it's like, how do you expect this to be done anyway? I'm not going to criticize the CGI yet. It didn't look bad to me. I'm going to criticize this when I review it. When I watch it and I get the chance to review it, then I'll know for sure if it's good or not. 
I don't want to generalize it, but I've seen a lot of uh, Caucasians, a lot of white people, primarily because of the way they 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 they, they write things on the no, on the comments and the people are talking about. It, they take offense as they the white race is being attacked, you know, because the the show. And to me, it's like I don't think that that's the purpose. I don't think they're trying to attack a particular race. I think they're just trying to brought this message because at the end of the day, Lord of the Rings has become such a, a book that has been enjoyed by so many people. Of course, we all have different points of view. Some people want things to be more, um, you know, to respect the source material. And I totally understand that. At the same time, this is uh, the Lord of the Rings is not a historical book. It's just a book of, you know, mythology created that the Tolkien created. So it's a fantasy book. So the room for you to build on that fantasy, to expand the fantasy is very different. That's a very different story than trying to whitewash everything or to make, you know, characters that act historically were white now becoming black. And we're talking about real people, real cultures, not just a fantasy book. So I don't know. Of course, you know, this is a rabbit hole. People are going to criticize me for saying this. But I, in my opinion, it's like I, I, I'm excited because we're getting to see more of the Lord of the Rings content. And there's a lot of people. Yes, some people have left. There's been some controversy about the whole thing. The writers, the people that were involved. But there's still people that are, you know, people that are, you know, you know, they're well-known, respectors of the source material. They're also working with the production company and all that. So there's a lot of involvement even from the, the state of Tolkien. So, you know, they are if they're involved and they are proven, then, then you know that there is something there. They're still, you know, if they are able to approve it, whether Tolkien is not alive, his son is no longer alive. Regardless, they still, the people that are involved in this is because they're in love and they want to preserve the memory of Tolkien's work. So on that end, I don't have to feel bad and I don't have to go and create videos just to expand hate or to, you know, and just clickbait because all it is. People want to look, are looking for clickbait because then you get a million views. If you start talking trash about something, people are going to come. They're going to come because everyone has that. It's like people love wherever there is conflict. They want to be part of it. So it is what it is. But to be honest, you know, looking forward to it. You know, I'm not saying that it's on my top list right now, but I will... You know, in this case, hold judgment until the day comes out and I will know for sure if it's good or not. And then I can tell you, hey, it is crap or I can tell you it is good. Who knows? But my friends, definitely this year, there's a, a lot, more, lot more stuff coming out. This is the stuff so far that I have on my list and I'm really looking forward to it. I don't know what the next year is going to bring. Of course, you know, now all I care about is this year and the possibilities to, you know, to do more things and expand. This is the part what I'm excited for. I think that this... The universes that I'm talking here, the this cinematic universes, are expanding the world for more things. With Marvel is doing that, I think the expansion for more stuff, more stuff coming is there. DC is on the same boat. How they're gonna do it, I don't know, but I'm hoping. I'm hopeful for that. Star Wars, of course, building on the stuff they're doing on TV and also for whatever they're gonna do on the on, on video games, the stuff that they're gonna do for for the movies. Uh, and everything else, it's just always, you know, something there. And definitely there's a part of me that feels that I would love for this year, not only to for companies to always utilize uh, really proven franchises, but also to see new stuff. I want to see new stuff. I want this year to 
warm me like that, that I can get to see that we can see a new franchise starting, a new something that actually is going to build into something totally different that is going to blow our minds. I think every year we hope that. I think last year, as much as I like it, there was not really anything new that blew my mind. I think everything was, there were good movies, but everything was already something that was part of something that was already established. And I think we've been seeing that for quite some time, for a couple of years now. I think the last thing that really blew my mind that I felt, okay, this is actually very new and refreshing is when I saw John Wick which actually takes for all the type of movies, but John Wick was it. And uh, so since then, I don't know. There's a couple of things, some couple of shows that I have seen on, on Netflix. I think the shows are actually where it's at in so many ways. But I want to see something new. Hopefully, we finally get that because I think people are get, uh, sick and tired of always seeing the same thing, whether it's always DC, whether it's always Marvel, whether it's always Star Wars, whether it's always the same thing. And there's so many opportunities, so many franchises um, that we can see more. Of. Yes, Invincible. I forgot that also. Really, uh, it was exciting. And hopefully we can get to see more of that because uh, Image Comics has a lot of fantastic characters that I would love to see more stuff. You know, Witchblade. I would like to see more of the Savage Dragon. Even Spawn. Who knows? There's in, there's so much stuff. And there's so many series, so many things that they cre have created over the years that they, there would be fantastic in movies or TV shows. So many fantastic books that are being written by image comics but of course you know time will tell my friends thanks for listening thanks for watching thank you for your time let me know in the comments of course it was just me today sharing my opinion if you want to participate on the podcast if you want to be here say ajp send me you can send me a message and you tell me ajp i want to talk to you i want to have some time we can just talk via zoom uh, via the internet you have you have a camera if you have a microphone you know I, we can talk and i have no problem in sharing my opinion you know sharing ideas with anyone that wants to participate in the podcast let me know shoot me a message you can do it here on youtube you can actually send me a message here you can post it on the comments or you can come to facebook and send me a message private message on facebook or you can do that on twitter connect with me there or instagram whatever you want to or you can even do that an email the email is always my email is always there in the description that way you send me a message and then i'll know and we can start a conversation and yeah there's a lot of things that i would love to share with you but my friends thanks for your support thanks for watching don't forget to like to comment and to subscribe if you're following on youtube if you're following other platforms you can come to twitter instagram you can let your friends know that i'm here and please also consider supporting the channel and the podcast financially through patreon my friends god bless you take care i will talk to you again Bye bye